Good evening, and welcome to another edition of your Chicago Fire FC talk here on the Block Sports Show. This is going to be a bonus episode, or it will be added to our friend Cassidy Stevenson's interview for episode 100. More likely, it will, in fact, be added to her interview as either the opener of the interview, so opener of the episode 100 part 2, or a closer for episode 100 part 2. We'll see when we figure out a date and time for release for that new episode. And now let's continue. So the Fire played a match on Saturday, May 7th, on the road at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, home of Atlanta United. And though Atlanta United has been scuffling as of late, they had many points in their past five matches, struggling to score, struggling to defend, and basically, to be honest, not playing at all like you expect Atlanta United to play. Once they arrived in the league in 2017, they have been one of the most dependable and successful franchises in the MLS in only a short five years in the league from winning the MLS Cup a few years ago and last season making the playoffs as well. Though they lost pretty early in the playoffs, they did make it. There is pressure. They have a great number of fans who go out to see them every time they're out home. Great fan base. And though they're scuffling, the Fire have also been not playing well as well. I had hoped that maybe the Fire could get a draw or get some lucky win here because Atlanta was scuffling and we did not want to give Atlanta any momentum early on in the match. That was going to be a disaster. And they were also missing their best player, Josef Martinez, the best scorer and one of the best strikers in all of MLS. He was out due to injury. And their starting goalkeeper, Guzman, was also out due to injury. So no starting goalkeeper, one of the best in the league as well, and no best striker as well. So there's two advantages for the fire. But here's we get to the fire's disadvantages. Due to last week's debacle against Minnesota United, they were missing Rafa Chios, the best defenseman on the club by far. Great leader, great teammate, great defenseman. He knows how to get his fellow defenders in place, in position to make the best call and best defensive maneuvers, be it a tackle or a good save. He was gone due to his red card, so he suspended one match. Also, John Duran, rising successful player on the fire as well, was out due to his red card from the same match. So no John Duran and no Rafa Chios. So that was a big problem for the fire coming in with one of their best players and a player who is having success in limited capacity thus far, gone. So those are two factors that are not in our favor. Now let's get to the lineups. Then we'll get to a little summary of the match. And then we'll move forward with future matches for the fire in the upcoming weeks. So for the starting 11s, we'll start with Atlanta United. In goal, some were saying 
This could be the revenge game. People like to say that all the time. Sometimes it's to me it's overused. Like for example, let's say there was a Red Stars game a few weeks ago as Kansas City versus the Red Stars, and they're like, it was the Cassie Miller revenge game because she used to be one of their starting goalkeepers, and then she was traded to Kansas City. Or it could be, it was the, for example, Yitzhan Moore of the Bulls revenge game. Like they use it, overuse it. Like someone will go to a club, they're on for a, long, a period of time, they face them for the first time, and they say, it's the revenge game. But to be honest, for me, a goalkeeper can't really have a revenge game because... I mean, I guess you could say they got a revenge game if the goalkeeper had a brilliant shutout or had fantastic saves and led the cut of victory. I guess in that sense, you could say it's a revenge game. But if the goalie allows like three goals, two goals, how is that a revenge game? That's just my opinion. If you have a different one, let me know. DJ Benny the Bull and I love to debate and discuss because we completely agree it's good to have a strong opinion. And if you have a different one, that is good. Their defense, and tonight it has Gutzman, Robinson, who had a horrific injury in this match, which we'll get to later on. Franco, Lennon, midfield, Rosato, Ibarra, Ario, Moreno, Chisnos, and Almada. Now for your Chicago Fire starting lineup. In goal, as always, Gaga Sunita. Defense, Boris Sekulich. Carlos Taran. In his first match, first minute, first second, first anything this year. He's not played all this year, so that could have been a concern. But he was thrust into action due to Rafa Chios being able to play. And... We did not start John Bornstein. No Johnny Bornstein in this match. Or Espinosa or Burks. I wouldn't start Burks. But to be honest, I probably would have started Johnny Bornstein instead of Turan. White Osberg and Miguel Navarro. Midfield, Federico Navarro. Mauricio Pineda. Stanislav Ivanov. Jaron Shakiri. Brian Gutierrez. And finally, striker Tinto 04. That is a starting lineup for the fire. And for this one, the fire needed to get off to a strong start. One of the reasons it's plagued the fire recently has been we have either scored zero goals, so score zero goals, you don't win games. It's that simple. Or the fire will allow a goal early or late. So like, for example, against the Red Bulls last week, we had a good a lead, a 1-0 lead, but we managed to let the defense open, and the Red Bulls scored two late back-breaking goals. And the fire late, you've only been able to score one or zero goals. So when that's the case, the team is screwed. And in this case, we actually got off to a good start. The fire playing pretty well. They were able to pinpoint some weaknesses in Atlanta United's defense. Good passing overall. Some good feeds. And Chinso Orfer had his first goal of the year in his second straight 
start for the club. Great job for our four. His goal was a very good one. It got the fire on the board early, which was vital. Getting the 1-0 lead was helpful. It would have been, but I misspoke. I actually meant to say that this was a good equalizer later on in the match. But the first goal of the match was right away. So I want to backtrack a little bit about what I said. Misspoke. I meant to say that the fire got off to a okay start after a horrible tragedy began in the match. So right away in the third minute, Atlanta got on the board when a Ronaldo Chisnos right foot shot, brilliant strike, Luis Rio with free ball, Chisnos got it past Gaga on the defense. And one of the people who was probably worst performer on defense for the fire this one was Carlos Turan. I know it's his first minutes all season, but he played too aggressively and had a number of key mistakes, but he was not the only defenseman to blame. Overall, the defense played not that fantastic. So it's not all Carlos Turan's fault. I don't want to sound like I'm putting all the blame on him, that without him we would have won. No, that's not the case. So the fire down 1-0, and they need to come back. And if you've been a Fire fan lately watching them, I know it's a 1-0, but that probably could have been in your back of your mind. The game is over. Because the Fire have been able to score anything besides penalty kicks these days. So, well, it's over, I guess. Fire lose yet again. But no. Not over. Because about 8 minutes later, 11th minute, Chinchor for fantastic strike right near the box past Bobby Shellsworth, the goalkeeper, to make it 1-1. First goal of the season. Great job by a four. And the fire looked pretty good during that first minutes after they allowed the first goal. Strong start, 1-1 tie after about 25 minutes. So at that point, the fire looked pretty good. They had some mistakes, but overall, they're getting past the Atlanta line and making some good shots that's all you can ask but then later in the 27th minute a key turnover by Carlos Taran leads to a big mistake when a second goal appears in the match this is when Ronaldo Chios shares for second goal right past Gaga he could have stopped it but the opening Mistakes led to 2-1 Atlanta lead. Then there's some misses, saves, attempts on both sides. About 10 minutes later, Atlanta piled on yet again when Ronaldo Cisneros had another easy shot. And this is one of those shots where fantastic pass by Amada gets to Cisneros. No one there. Defense is screaming, but it was too late. And two goal lead for them so a 3-1 Atlanta lead at that point it was over in my mind it got over with that one it was 2-1 I thought made the fire come back but 3-1 no way I was like 
The Fire stink. Their offense is one of the worst in the league. No way they're coming back from a two-goal deficit. That is not happening. I don't want to sound like I'm doom and gloom, but at that point, in the back of my mind, I was like, it is over. But as any faithful fan will do, I was going to stay and stick it out, watch the whole match on TV until it was over. Maybe something could happen that was unbelievable or beyond my wildest dreams. Spoiler alert, no. That's going to happen. The Fire had some fouls, missed attempts, corners. So at halftime, it was a 3-1 to one Atlanta lead. And I'll, before I get to the second half, I want to discuss a horrible injury that occurred in this match. When Miles Robinson, a fantastic defender for Atlanta United, and one of the key cogs in the United States men's national team had a kind of off-contact injury. He had a defensive foul. Then when he was walking away, suddenly he started screaming in pain, crumpled to the pitch, and from all expectations, when the commentary said Tyler Terrence and Tomula, they thought maybe it could be a Achilles injury. If so, it's going to be out a long time. Hopefully, it's not the case. Hopefully, it was just a minor injury. Finch did not look good. He was screaming in pain. The medical staff rushed onto the court pitch. You know it's bad when the medical staff is, as soon as it happens, immediately running out onto the pitch. And they started helping him got him on a stretcher when he was taken out of the game. So that was a devastating injury and horrific sight to see for such a great defender for Atlanta and the U.S. team. Second half, Fire had a lot of missed shots. The Fire definitely tried to take the initiative. Coming out of halftime, Miguel Navarro misses, four misses, missed headers, turnovers, Ivanov stinks yet again. We have one positive thing, I guess you could say. One of the Fire's new players came in as a substitution. In the 63rd, we had Chris Mueller in his first match with the team, came in. He was one that was playing in Scotland. Now he's back in the States with the Fire. Maybe you can guess going. Anything would be more helpful. I don't really care who it is. Hopefully you can guess going. But Mueller missed a shot. Some subs, both sides. And by that time it was over at 3-1, to one, which is to make us even more sad, more depressed. Atlanta had a great goal in the 90th minute by Brooks Lennon, defender, left to the shot. Defense stunk it up, allowed the easy goal. 4-1 to one, lead, 4-1 to one, W. So all in all, Atlanta kicks our butts. 4-1, to one, the fire... Had a semblance of an offense early on. Got a goal, which was fantastic. Not a penalty kick goal, so actually a real goal, which is very rare for us. And we definitely played well probably the first 10 minutes. Even though we were down, 1-0 came back. We played well around then. But then the fire blew up. And unsurprisingly, we're crushed 4-1. This was a key W for Atlanta. Get it, helping them move up in the standings. Getting a much-needed three points was key. 
And for the fire, it continues our downward spiral of mediocrity here. Nonetheless, continue to lose and lose and lose. And it's not like games we were losing where we scored free goals and it was like a free, four to three loss and well we tried. No, they're like four to one or two to zero. They're like, it's nothing. And I didn't realize this, but now with this loss yet again, the fire now in dead last in the Eastern Conference, which come on, man. The team played great. I don't know, great. But I'd say very well. We had that undefeated streak. We were getting a lot of draws, which wasn't the ideal. But we were getting the draws, getting a few wins here and there. And we piled up the points to get high up in the stands, like, feeling good. But now if the fire's woeful, dismal, horrific plays of late, now we've plummeted to last in standings, which, not good. And our expectations for the fire weren't like, like a lot of people weren't like, this could be an MLS Cup contender. No one was saying that. That's not realistic. But hope was with the new additions, Shakiri. Ivanov um, with Rafa Shijos and, and for example those, those guys is going to lead to better success like the fire going to look even better maybe sneak in as a 7th seed that was possible and I know it's still early days still a lot of games to go it's not over yet but now that we're in last that's not good look but the one plus is that we're in last. We're only down. If we get a W, we could, in theory, depending on results next week, catapult into eighth place in the standings because it's very jumbled. We're only down. Like Miami, we're tied with them. Only down Toronto, New England by one point, DC two, Columbus three, and Charlotte three. So we're actually close to those teams in the standings, but last anyway, still no fun. Four wins, losses, and draws. We have now two wins on the year, four losses, and four draws. Goals scored, seven. Goals allowed, 11 for a negative four goal differential. And in terms of goals allowed, the fires is pretty good. Not horrible. In the Eastern Conference, which was the conference we're in, so more important compared to the West, we have allowed tied for third in, in least goals in the conference. So that's pretty good. The only teams that have allowed less are teams that are predictably high up in the standings. Philadelphia Union, New York Red Bulls, Seven and eight goals allowed, respectively. NYC's only allowed nine. So some of these teams have allowed pretty low amount of goals. But now the fire have to deal with the more alarming thing. Goals scored. Because goals allowed, based on the, how the defense is played, and we played in cases here and there, it's pretty good. Not horrible, but with only seven goals scored and a majority of those being penalty kicks, that is the major problem. 
The fire routinely kick themselves down when they allow goals. And when the team has to sound the alarms because it is over, because the team can't score more than one measly goal, then you know things are dire. Maybe the fire can make some lineup changes and some new additions. Hopefully can, for example, Chris Mueller ignite this dormant offense. That's what I'm asking for. I'm not asking for four or five goals a night. That's just unrealistic. But if the team could get maybe start averaging two goals a night, that would be a lot better. At least more than one or zero. That would be a dream scenario for me. I'm not asking for the most goals scored in the MLS or the most high-powered offense that MLS has ever seen. Just as long as it can be okay and keep our defense buckled tight, Fiends will be more positive. Hopefully that's how it looks in upcoming matches. Speaking of matches, the next match for the fire is hopefully going to be a positive result. The next match that we have is against a horrible team. They're not that great which is Cincinnati FC on May 14th at home at Soldier Field at 7 p.m. Central Time. Available on WGN TV. Hopefully the FAR can get some points there. A win will be preferable because they're not happening. We need to start getting to W's. So maybe a win could ignite this offense or at least keep it close, like a 1-0 or something along those lines. Just... The Fire need to pick up points because we haven't picked up points in a while, which is starting to get concerning for me. The last points that we have picked up in a MLS League match was all the way back on... For draws, the last we could say that LA Galaxies on April 16th that counts as picking up points. That's the most recent points we picked up. We picked up one point there and a draw. Last win we had, this you have to go back far. The last win we got was March 19th against Kansas City at home. And that was, to me, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, I mentioned it last week, I think, is it that started to become a outlier. The Fire have struggled to score more than one or two or zero goals in majority of the matches. This free goal attack that looked to be a start of something new has become an outlier so far. And the thing that was positive was two of those goals were not penalty kicks. They were actually real goals by Kasher Sobilko. And... I gotta say one thing before I sign off, before I end this, I don't want to rant forever, is that the players the Fire signed big money to that they expected were going to score a ton of goals so far has not happened. With Stanislav Ivanov playing poor for only one goal, and that was the first game of the year so far, struggling, one of the early games. Sabilko has been pretty erratic lately. He had those two goals against Kansas City, but besides that, he's been pretty much neutralized. He hasn't played due to injury. And 
Shakiri's been fine. But he's an exact gun to score check either. So far, I need to keep making some changes, tinkering. Hopefully, we can start picking up some points and add to our record. So, thank you for listening to this week's episode bonus or added to our 100 episode part two of Bonk Sports Show. So, stay tuned. We'll keep you updated on the new release of the next part. Very excited to continue episode 100. It's been a blast so far with Max Gonzalez Wrestling Insiders interview last week. And if you have any comments, you want to discuss soccer, any other sports we cover, feel free to let us know. I'd love to chat. Thank you. See you soon. Here on the Bulldog Sports Show, continuing episode 100, the big milestone for the podcast. We started all the way back in December 2020. So, 19. Oh, was it 19? See how long ago it was. I forgot. That's correct. Right before, <laughs> right before this started, yeah. So I knew it was around there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true because it was before the pandemic. That's true. Yeah, so it right would be 2019. The rumblings, yeah. And we have a very special interview with my very good friend, Cassidy Stevenson, who has joined us for episode 25, 50, 75, and that's coming on in 100. So all the big milestone ones, she has been on the program. (laughs) Yeah, welcome back, Cassidy. I'm glad to be here again. So, one of the things we have in common we all like is movies. So, I think that was going to be one of our main topics of conversation, talking about some of our favorite recent films or TV shows along that line, if that's good with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a uh, writer who does lists and writes about movies... Recently, what have been some of the movies you've most enjoyed? Um, as a movie writer, it's kind of always hard to just keep up with everything that's coming out because we always have to follow like Netflix, HBO Max, everything. And it's like sometimes it can be overwhelming because you just have to watch. I'm complaining about watching movies, but I always watch about what's happening. But I think the most I watched the first Downton Abbey film the other day for the second time because (laughs) I'm the only person that does the Downton Abbey articles. Like, nobody else wants them. Why? Never got into it. They all want, like, Spider-Man or Star Wars and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'll take the Downton Abbey articles. Yeah, they're probably more biased with, um, you know, American uh, films versus British. Downton Abbey is... Fantastic. So I'd gladly read those. I can find hundreds of Spider-Man articles. Yeah. There's so much Marvel already on there. I mean, like, I guess you can you can always talk about new Marvel stuff. Oh, yeah. I like, Downton Abbey is just a classic. It's a period <laughs> exactly. drama. What a period drama series should yeah. be. 
It, it was. I mean, it's been on like free TV for a while, right? On, on PBS, so it's like a bad excuse to, you know. Well, it's on to Netflix. To do it. and, I think and they're yeah, taking it Netflix, off right? in May, though. Yeah. They're taking it off. Why? I saw like an email. It's like here's everything that's leaving, oh, and then Downton oh. Abbey was like the header. Come on, yeah. I was like, oh no. Oh, they're getting greedy, especially. Okay. I know that the flicks. They're 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 they've increased. Or increasing the 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 sub subscription price, and also um, you know not allowing you to share you know your login and oh like, yeah uh, have they're playing like a real limit on who can oh, use yeah. it. Yeah. Who else Their can stock use price it is tumble. Yeah, <laughs> thanks to that. Yeah. yeah, but don't worry about um, Down Abbey leaving Netflix. I actually own all of them on DVD because my my aunt got me them for like. A big present. She got me the whole series oh. on DVD. Yeah, it won um, back in the day. Not that back in the day, but like 2019, pre-pandemic is back in the day. Um, <laughs> but I won a Downton Abbey contest. Oh, uh, they were having yes. this contest, and I entered. I was like, you know, whatever. And um, it was like a bunch of Walker's shortbread cookies. <laughs> Um, like 3D Downton Abbey puzzle and a Downton Abbey umbrella. And oh. That was pretty cool. The grand prize uh, won a trip there, but you know, whatever. Mary F. and Poppy. Yes. Did, did you um, finish the puzzle? No. <laughs> it's like <laughs> one of those puzzles which is kind of like you build like a house. As too. long as the series. As long as the yeah. series itself. Yeah. I, I got... Yeah. Years ago, for like a present, I got one of Chicago, like the Chicago skyline, and that one was difficult. Yeah, it was, it's kind of hard. Like, okay, I can can't really, I can build the pieces on the bottom, but I, when we get to like the architecture kind of thing, I'm like, oh gosh. No, I, I bet that those 3D ones are difficult. <laughs> um, yeah, have you seen the uh, the latest trailer for the upcoming Johnson Abbey film? No, uh, how does it look? What's standing out? So, it is going to be about uh, Lady Violet has got like a French villa, like inherited one, because I guess like a past lover of hers gave it to (laughs) her and he died. Oh, she had definitely had past lovers, yeah. Some sort of uh, drama. Kind of scandalous. Yep, that's the word. And. So now, additionally to that, they're making Hollywood is coming to Downton, and mm. they're making like a Hollywood film in the film. It's like a production, uh, and then so there's like three new characters coming. It's like a director and two actors that are coming to Downton, and Henry, Mary, Lady Mary's husband, uh, is not going to be in the newest film. Why? Because I guess he was working on the Godfather series. It's called, like, The Offer, I think. And it's about, like, the making of The Godfather. And he's not going to be in it. And I don't know if they're going to, like... Like, because the trailer is, like, talking about how there's trouble in marriage paradise. So I don't know if they're, like, not together or what's happening. Could it be Lady Edith? Could she be having marriage problems? 
Well, it was Lady Mary talking uh, okay. when she said, <laughs> "What did you trouble in paradise?" Yeah. Yeah. Lady Edith of Birdie, right? That that's his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah. That could be a girl's name too. Right? No, it's a it's guy. It's a guy. A guy? But yeah, Birdie. It's his actual name. <laughs> nickname. Okay. That. Uh, so that's the, ma- the main plot uh, Hollywood and Lady Violet's French villa yeah and I was a little like shocked because like how the last film ended was you know Lady Violet was like well um, I'm gonna die soon yeah right and then she's in the newest film was like okay well maybe she uh, has a long time to live because they were kind of like well we don't know how long you have to live Right, and she she kind of made it sound like it wasn't gonna happen in like three days, <laughs> but she was like, you know, I got an illness, and then they, I don't know, maybe she'll die in this film. Oh, that'd be awful though. That'd be so sad. Wow. Yeah. How how old is she supposed to be in the show? Like nineties or? I think in her eighties. Eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Optimal. Because. Well, um, the dad, he's not that young. So. Yeah, he's, he's pretty old. He can't be that because he has, like, daughters, like, in their 20s and 30s. So, like, he can't be that, that young. Yeah, I think Mary's in her 30s. 30s. Yeah. She's gotta be. Oh, that's, still, yeah. that's quite young, then. Yeah. Going off the Down Abbey, who would you say is your, like, who are some of your favorite characters? I loved Lady Sybil. Oh, um, me too. She's such she a good one. <laughs> but, no, no, uh, she was good. Yeah, yeah, she, she died a tragic said. death. Um, but I heard. I I liked Tom too. Her husband. I, I'm a fan of him. Yeah, I, I always liked him too. He he was good. I know that he was in the beginning like he's scandalous. <laughs> he's not right for her. But the Irish, <laughs> the Irish radical, and the, the chauffeur. But then later, <laughs> yep. But then he stopped an assassination. And he, he did. Yeah, that was good. Down there, okay, he's good. Ones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can I say too? Because he treated that he cared for the children so well. Like after she died. Mm-hmm. What could they say? I've never liked Lady Mary that much. She's always been kind of snooty to me. <laughs> yeah, I like Lady Mary, but sometimes she can be a little bit. Yeah, in like the beginning season, she was she was definitely a little rude. What do you think of Lady Edith? She's just so awkward. That's why she's the least like least like in the show likable of the of the three. Like the ones she, they... she's pretty unlikable. She's just so awkward. <laughs> and like all her like lovers, it never works out with anybody. No. <laughs> it never does. Well, man, tough yeah. Well, I'll never forget um, her first lover in the show, the Sir Anthony Strallen, when like they're gonna get married, and he's so old, and then she, yeah. they, they're on the altar, and he was like, "It's done." And then he's like, "Oh, object already." He, and he, I, think, I think Lady Mary was the one that was like, "Well, you know, Edith's daughter, that's not her real dad," and then he was so mad. Right, like, I remember Why'd you say that? Why would you? Well, Lady Mary always said nasty stuff to Lady Edith always. Yeah. But, I mean, some of the stuff Lady Edith deserved, but still. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, but their new child, I guess, he looks about, like, two years old in the trailer, so I think maybe, like, two years have gone by. Oh, since the last movie? Since the last film ended. What, what time period are they in now? It looks... I think they might be in 1927, 29. Mm, okay, so before I the Great Depression. Close to there. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Because it's still very 20s with the Hollywood, how they're dressed in Hollywood and everything. Roaring 20s. I mean, I mean, it's pretty hard to go from meeting like the king to like something new. That because that was pretty extreme. Yeah. No, see, I'm hoping for the movie to be good. I, I hope it's good. Yeah, I definitely want to try to get in on maybe opening day to see to see it. When is it coming out? I think May 20th. Mm, okay. Right. So soon. Yeah. Should be a Friday then. Yep, that is a Friday, so sounds accurate. Yeah, my grandma and I, we watch it, and I got my mom into Sanditon, oh, right. which is another PBS British show. How, how is that one? I haven't watched it before. What is it about? Yeah. So it's based on um, Jane Austen had, I think hmm. it was titled Sanditon, but it was like an unfinished book. And so they had a one season. It stars um, Theo James from Divergent, the oh, yeah. main hmm. like dude. Four, I think his name is, and it's with. Is that it? I think that's the only really no, notable person in it. But they, it's about this girl. She falls in love with a guy, and it's just like kind of like a typical love triangle, like British show. And they're in this cute seaside town. Oh yeah. But it got canceled, and then like two years later, they were like, "We're bringing it back." What? That never happens. Yeah, because Toby, people are like, you can't leave, because the series, the first season ended on a cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, of like, course. You can't leave us like that. <laughs> so then they brought it back, and now a third season is coming out next year. Sounds interesting. I don't know if that's my kind of show, but my mom might be interested in that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my grandma and I like it, because we just love the, the drama ones. Oh, yeah. No, I, I like the drama ones, and... I know a lot of these shows have been trying to become the next Downton Abbey, but that's easier said than done. <laughs> I didn't like the Gilded Age, the Gilded Age, the one that no? Downton Abbey creator did, and it's like based in New York City. <laughs> that I read. And yeah. it's just kind of, I don't know. I didn't watch that kinda, one, but it stars a uh, Meryl Streep's daughter is the the main oh. girl. Interesting. Well, I don't know. I think this something about like upper class England is like su super interesting. Compared, yeah, I, I love everything. Compared to around. New York City. Yeah. Correct. So it's before Downton Abbey, right? Then, if it's Gilded Age. Um. Or when is that? That's. I think it's around the around same, same time. time period. Yeah, I think it. Same time period. It looks about to be. Okay. Where is it available? Netflix. It's on HBO Max. Oh, uh, okay. All right. 
Yeah, I have access to that. <laughs> yeah, that. HBO Max is it's nice. Um, they give like a ad option so you can spend cheaper. So I just use the ads just to save like five dollars. Oh yeah. Money. Oh, I see. Also, I see for like um, what you have to basically watch research for um for for work and everything uh, you that's basically a diy as well so if you like own um netflix or hbo then like that's that's the only way to to do it yeah it's they need to like compensate us in my opinion to all the subscriptions we have to get oh yeah just like kept it hard to keep up with everything oh and the gilded age is set in the late 1800s i guess mm. oh okay interesting yeah very intriguing <laughs> yeah uh speaking of cliffhangers i'm surprised that they brought it back the that show after one season because there's been a lot of shows I liked. Like, for example, I want to go on a r- little bit rant, but there was one I just finished a couple, like a month ago on Netflix, uh, Archive 81. And I, really I liked heard it. about that. I really liked that one. It was, it was cool. It was like podcast, which is cool, like set like that. And I thought it was really enjoyable. And then they canceled after one season, right? <laughs> it's done. Oh. And it, of Make course it ended song. on a cliffhanger. Oh. I mean, the ending kind of was resolved, but... Not really. Like you still, I still was kind of unclear about how to view the ending. But then they're like, even though it got great ratings and made us a lot of money, we're canceling it. Oof. I was like, okay. I remember watching Freaks and Geeks on Netflix, and that didn't go on for like more than two seasons. And I was like, man, come on, you can't end a show like that. Um, <laughs> and even the creator of the Archive Eating One said they were all, all ready to go with the new season and they're preparing it, like writing about the plot, and then they're like, it's canceled. <laughs> so I was like, what? Come uh, on. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. And he sa- they said, I forget it was a man or woman, the creator, but they said that they had, um, like, that that need all resolved, like, all ready to go for the, to resolve the cliffhanger. It's like, well, <laughs> clearly not. It's over. <laughs> I had some other one oh from gosh. years ago that was worse. Like, this one ending, at least I could view it in a somewhat positive like light. I was like, okay. But there was one from years ago on Fox, I think it was. And it was called um, Forever. That was the name of the show. And, like, it started uh, the guy uh, from Hornblower, the show from long ago. His, it's like Ian Tupper. His name's escaping me. Owen Gruffield, stuff like that. And... He played this guy who was like thousands of years old and like that was a cool plot but then at the end it was totally a cliffhanger ending like it, nothing was resolved nothing was explained and then they're like it's over i was like it doesn't make any sense and like they when it was canceled people made petitions to bring it back and they're like it's not enough i was like come on like it got, what do we have to do it got a decent like 50 percent on rotten tomatoes and stuff it's not like it was getting an f yeah, yeah, there's so much more awful shows Ugh. that are still going on. Uh, Hint, Hint, Riverdale. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're I not mean, a fan just, of that one? Come on. What? I only watched like the first two seasons because my sister said I was going to be blown away by its greatness. Is it, so it's it her. Worse? To her. Oh, it's so bad. It's, it's a big gap. so bad. I haven't read the comics, so I don't know if like the comics people are happy or not. Maybe Ross But like, it, it just took a weird turn. They started like 
like, you know, the musical episodes are just awful. Ew, musical. <laughs> oh, Tur- worst. Like, okay, uh, no. They could try to be Glee, and but they'll never be. They, they didn't even have any musical <laughs> stuff in the beginning. Why did that come? And then they try to bring in like a cult, so they were playing oh. Dungeons and Dragons, of course. and they oh. were like people were dying. And I was oh, like, this is dumb. <laughs> is it still the same guy that Archie's still him? Yeah, he's still on. Yeah, I think everybody, I think everybody mainly is still on. Oh, this his friends and all the same lover and this stuff. Okay. Yeah. No, glad I'm not watching it because the musical yikes. Yeah, I think there's been a couple. I know there's been at least, I think, maybe one or two. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean... I mean, I guess if the reviews are good, it's still getting money, I guess they'll keep it. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy should be off, too. Oh, my gosh. That's been on, like, was it, like, 20 seasons or something? I thought it, I thought it was done. Yeah, I think, they're, I think they are on their 20th season. I think they got renewed for 20th season. My sister is her favorite show, but oh, really? I, I've, I've never gotten into it. I never foresee like some thousands, uh, you know, kids to be into something old as that. Yeah, a little I surprised. mean, it came out in like two thousand five. Yeah. I think. All right. Well, I, Aaron I will like be only a few few years season. old then. Well, she didn't start from the first season. She Obviously, started, like yeah. later on, but. Uh, yeah, oh, I was thing. on like Netflix watching it. They're yeah. like, did you? So all the convenience of that, episode? obviously, has yeah. to do with it. Yeah. No, I've watched it here and there. I was like, ugh, I don't see the feel of it. Yeah, it, it went downhill after they started like killing off like main people. Well, how many how many plots can you have of like hundreds and hundreds of episodes? Yeah, and then they like brought in the pandemic, so people started getting COVID. Oh, like, of course. Oh. Like on like characters. Yeah, I, I had that same gripe because I I'm a big fan of like the Chicago shows, like PD Fire, those ones. Yep, one Chicago. And like the latest seasons, they got annoying because they had to put masks on for the pandemic, so it's like all pandemic. As if they're out doctors. You but know, it didn't make sense at periods though, because they would be like, all masked up, and then they'd be in a huge crowd and unmasked. I'm like, where? Where's like? Where's the continuity? How do they figure it out? <laughs> it's like, a... where's where's that? Yeah. And this is like 2020 early pandemic, not like now. They're back, well, to, back to how it was before. Probably. <laughs> Just drop it. It's like, because they found that, you know. But I haven't watched, like, the most current season, so I'm not sure if it's the mask up or not. They were, like, they a, the 2020 season. They are, yeah. I don't think they are. I think no, I, okay. I remember seeing some photos, or it was on, like, TV once. I think it was Chicago Fire, and I don't think right. they were. That's good. No, uh, they actually were fil- filming near my house not that long ago like a couple weeks ago they were yeah. <laughs> and then chicago fire i believe it was when i was downtown chicago on monday they were filming too so like they're filming there lately oh, this world broke yeah, they're everywhere they are yeah it was funny i was talking with a guy uh on monday and he was like oh there was this huge like do you see the huge accident huge stuff and his my friend was like Oh, that was actually for the show, Chicago Fire. He's like, oh. <laughs> He's like, I thought it was real. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, well the, the chase is real. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, about that. But yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot, of, a lot of construction, quote unquote, going down in the city. Yeah. <laughs> but really for, for the, the Chicago show. Uh, For 
Oscar movies. Is there one you recommend? Because I've not been watching really any like those kind of movies lately. King, yeah. Um, let's see. I think I was really disappointed that Andrew Garfield didn't win Best Actor. I'm a huge Andrew Garfield fan. All right. And um, I think he did a really good job in uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, yeah, my sister and mom saw it. They loved it. It was so good. It's about um, the creator of the Broadway show Rent. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was good. He did a very good job. Uh, who won it again? I forgot. Will Smith. Oh yeah, yeah, for the King Richard one, or whatever. Hey, he he definitely earned that one. For uh, um, King uh, Richard. Yes. Which was yes. Good. Say it with confidence. But... King Richard. You saw that one? Mhm. You like? It was, it's a yeah. It was decent. It... it was very good. I can I can attest. Like, um, since we're here, like yeah, one of the best sports films uh, ever. Um, really? No. Yeah. <laughs> Sports. I mean, like, oh, come, you come into. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't think that highly of it, but. No, I, I would say, um, if you're a fan of tennis, you know, having the stories and fans of, you know, the uh, Williams sisters, um, want to, you know, know them even more, um, because it's inspirational, you know, like, um, you know, forget about the drama and everything. That's all like part of it, but, um, you mix all that together. I believe is. Is, is one of the best ones of today. Because, um, I mean, you can let all the, you know, the ceremony drama come up. But, like, way before that, you know, this thing, this film is out, right? So, um, you know, there's, like, high reviews and um, everything. Um, I, I got a chance to see it uh, uh, through a screening. So, um, I was able oh, to watch. Okay. Um, I thought, you know, for the moment, you know, no one was talking about it yet. But, uh definitely was gonna be something um big and it turned out to be um if you're a sports fan i say yeah i really recommend it yeah yeah it's probably the only tennis film i've seen honestly for sure it's not the norm Uh, i remember one test film years ago i watched it was like a comedy one it was funny but it was like the longest match ever. And it was like Andy Samberg and Kit Harrington. It was like, it was funny comedy. Oh yeah. Just like dodgeball. <laughs> Too legit. Too quick. Because yeah. they were on the court for like yeah. days and days and days. Yeah. Like, just like, like, just like that long. Too legit. Yeah. And like, um, Kit Harrington's get... character, the queen is like, you gotta win already. Yeah. Hurry up. Because it was like, it would have been So it was like. <laughs> All night. Yeah. I mean, it's one you don't have too many serious ones, you know, outside of maybe some like doc documentaries. But yeah, um, this one really put it into it's like for real, you know, like that's 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 the origins of Serena and and Venus, like because of their dad not being a player himself necessarily, but um, being like the coach, like the de facto coach. Yeah. Did you see the Cowboy one? I haven't seen it, but I heard some people think it's like unbelievable. Some not. Like, Which one's that? Oh, the Power <laughs> of the Dog. Yeah. Oh, one. okay. That one looks good, in my opinion. Um. Yes, I did watch that. I. I mean, it was good. I guess. Uh, I mean, it's a win. Yes. <laughs> really high standards. Let's go. <laughs> I guess. We don't get the recognition that yeah. needed. Um. But I think Benedict Cumberbatch did a good job. Expert, expert 
Yeah, he's a good actor. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's a legend. Are there any more like you would say you need to watch now or just like whatever? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to remember the list because I had to watch so many of them because oh, everybody okay. always puts them on the articles you can take. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this one. And can't remember honestly. No, that's okay. I think being the Ricardos mm. um, was good. I who was it? Nicole Kidman, I think, um, was uh, a Lucille Ball from I Love mm. Lucy. I think. I think I got that right. <laughs> but that was that was pretty good. Yeah, because the most recent movie. I saw in theaters was not an Oscar movie whatsoever, but it's great entertainment movie for me. It's Uncharted based on the video game. But. Yeah, it's a <laughs> huge uh, one for everyone. <laughs> yeah, Tom Holland. It was good. Oh, Coda, the Best Picture winner. I highly recommend watching Coda. If you want to watch one Oscar film, watch that one. What's it about? So it's about this girl, and she, her, both of her parents and her brother are deaf. Oh and, yes, that's correct. Yeah, and she wants Nominated. to. She has Nominated. wants to a career in music, but her parents don't like support her because you know they don't know if she's good because they're deaf. Right. And so she kind of like works in the family Literally. fishing business, and they don't want her to leave because like she's the interpreter for them to speak to like the other fishermen and to sell the fish but like she finally auditions and it's a very heartwarming scene for her audition for college and i recommend it mm, so, sounds interesting it's on apple tv all right that's the one thing just knowing they're, they're all like on different places like on this one this one is like so many more <laughs> than we yeah. used to and uh um belfast belfast was oh, good yeah yeah i, I saw i saw a commercial i read about that one i thought it looks pretty good yeah i would agree um, is that the one of kind of brett yeah, it's about, like, loosely based on Kenneth Branagh's um, upbringing mm. in Ireland. And um, Katrina Balfe is in it. She's from Outlander. And somebody... Jamie Dornan oh, is okay. in it. Judy Dench. Good cast. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The A-list without being A-list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Also, Outlander is getting really good. If yeah. anybody's interested. Yeah, I'll be interested. I've not watched Outlander yet, but I know you told me in the past I gotta watch it, so I should watch it. Yeah, it's got more like more on history, I think, historical stuff, and less because the beginning seasons are a lot like romance. I'm like, yeah. okay, how many romance scenes can you put? Exactly. And it's like gotten better yeah oh yeah oh yeah speaking of which uh how about another pbs one bridgerton baptism shows 
Bridgerton, I think. Is Bridgerton just Netflix or is it PBS based? I, I don't. Is it Netflix? It is both. Oh, yeah. both now. Uh, of course, it originates from PBS. It's never going to go away with that. So, yes. <laughs> I haven't watched the latest season yet. Yeah, that's all right. I haven't watched it yet. Most yeah. of people say it's like unbelievable, but. As, as it continues to be. <laughs> Yeah, the, the first season was good. I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was. I should give it a try. You shall. I, I mean, uh, for, for some... It's very romance-based. Very, very, very romance-based? Very, very romance-based. I, mean, I mean, Down in Abbey was very romance-based. I liked it, but... Oh, it's, it's you... way more than Down More? Abbey. Oh, my. Way more. Oh, my. Way more. That's, like, the main thing about it. <laughs> like, yeah. um... But yes, um, just by you know, even watch a few episodes. Like it's it's. I mean, it's it's good that way. Okay. Because it's meant to be like um, a um, what's the word for it? A um, you know, appearing to be you know that that like too much, but but it, you know that's what makes it good. Yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> well, I should still give it a try before yeah. I, I, I give any comments. Yeah. It's, it's like too uh, too unbelievable, like to be. You know, for its own good, I guess you could say. <laughs> Between you know oh, the you know the whole family and whatnot, that it makes. Between it like uh, you being able to watch it with your parents and then having to turn it off when your parents watch yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the boundary right there. <laughs> turn it off. The difference right there. So yeah, that's one of the big ones still going on right now uh, let's see. I haven't read the books yet but I know there's a little bit of differences oh, yeah. between them yeah yeah there's um let me think yeah I thought there were some elements in that in Bridgerton there was um it felt modern in a way like it's almost like they're going back and forth to um, yeah they it's it's i think it's because they included uh, some cover songs from mm-hmm. like today oh that's that correct. gave that's correct. that modern feel i thought it was an old show like old time period yeah it really is yeah it, it's supposed to be like yeah. 1800s oh, england but they correct. include like modern. cover songs of, like ariana grande but they're like correct. instrumental cover what songs. That? correct <laughs> that's weird. yeah that's what like got me i'm like yeah i I'm a big fan of Ariana, and I, I might have, you know, came across that and other songs that they were playing. It drew me oh. in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, do you have anything else you want to discuss before we let you go? Um, I don't think I had anything. Yeah. Well... Thank you so much, Cassidy, for joining us here on Vlog Sports Show, episode 100. Woohoo! We'll have to get you on in the next big milestone one, whatever that is. 1,000. 1,000? <laughs> We're still going. One way too long, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 500. <laughs> no. 120, one, 125. 125. Yeah. Just 25 increments. Yeah. That's great. Quarters. All right. Yeah, Thanks for having quarters. me. Sure. Oh, for sure. 
Right. Yeah, Bye. Thank you. Talk to you later. Okay, that was our interview with our good friend Cassie Stevenson. She's been a great guest here on Blog Sports Show. And that was now her fourth appearance on the show. And we have some sort of like curse kind of on the program. We've had a lot of guests get to four, and then they're like, they don't come on for a fifth. We've had Jack for four, Eric for four, Ross for four, and now Cassidy for four. We need one of these four to come on for a fifth appearance. Correct. We got to break out something like on a, like about the show. This person came on five times. That's like, we got to have that. I almost felt like we did with Ross, though. Almost? Uh, I don't think yeah. it's been five. It's, like, close. But I believe it's more likely, you know, out of out of uh, everyone. Um, and right next to Cassie, too. Cassie and Ross are most that likely. They're more, most likely to um, be able to Jack and Ross break that, break that Ross curse. Break that curse, so to speak, to come on for, for uh, the f- bold well, the, the, the number, well, number five. They've all come on yeah. different, like ages and of the show like uh eric was like quintessential very beginning like the first like 15 20 episodes Correct. came on like multiple times like a ton of times it's been a hot minute and then jack was like early middle period he came on a ton and then ross has been late and cassie's been like throughout the whole, whole time yeah now ross is in utah state yeah yeah we also get him on Made to talk a little yeah. bit about the NFL draft. Oh, yeah, that's going that's on, as, on. We, as we speak right now. Yeah. Thursday, uh, part one. Maybe you can get his thoughts on the Bears' picks, whoever they Correct. are. Whatever they are. Yeah. Well, isn't that the Jaguars got the first pick this time for some so. reason? But, um, yeah. Well, they stink, that's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> as they, you know, it's a cycle, right? But, um, yeah, that's happening right now. And uh, so if I remember correctly, the reason Ross, one of the reasons he moved to utah is not only to get close with you know the um you know being involved with the church but oh, yeah. also um to go back to school is that correct mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah that that will have you know you know some restrictions but he still makes time and, oh yeah and everything for no and for, for, excited for, to talk about yeah bears or cubs or bras We'll have to see if you can come on for the fifth time to break the dreaded curse. Yes. Yeah, we'll see if it's him or who it will be. Yeah, it could be some guests out of nowhere. Like, for example, could Max come on a ton of times or Mark Martin <laughs> or someone, but we'll see. You know, yeah. Well, the special thing about having, uh, you know, guests as, we, as we're still on right now um, is the fact that, you know, we have someone quarterly, so to speak. Like, I like, that, like, yeah. like I like that like cast it away and you know it's not every week literally uh, that we have someone else i I like quarterly because when you come you wait time between appearances in theory they'll have new topics to discuss correct because if you interview them every week it's less likely they'll have new topics that's correct at least personally for me yeah unless something huge happened like for example it was the nfl draft was one week and then like it was the fires huge and match the next week. It's like okay, then maybe, but that's not always Correct. happening. Exactly right. Yeah, um, yeah. As we, um, yeah, for 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 this part, yeah, going into this weekend, um, there's gonna be a couple matchups going on. There will be. There will be with Chicago Fire at Soldier Field. Yeah. 
Saturday primetime taking on the Seahawks for Saturday. Yep. And Sunday, or not Saturday, Sunday. Same, same day. day, same time, time at uh, SeatGeek Stadium to open NWSL season. The Red Stars were taking on Racing Louisville. FC. Yes. So they'll be able to be home. First overall game, correct? So we have to win. Yeah, Challenge so, Cup gone. So by virtue, first home game, but the first of all, that makes it way easier. I, I'm not a little bit confused about how they figured it out because the Challenge this Cup this year especially the Challenge Cup is still going on, and the Challenge Cup semifinals aren't going on. For so, sure, it's gonna keep on going so on past us. I think it ends like May seventh or something. Yeah, but it wouldn't have made sense. For example, let's say that Racing Louisville made the semifinals. Would they really want them to play like? right away against the Red Stars in this regular season yeah, game. Exactly. They didn't, of course, but that would make it a little bit confusing. Exactly, especially since there are still Challenge Cup uh, matches going on. I think it's... That um, you're going to have to split your yeah. talent. So, like, that was a concern going in. I know we discussed this. Or off-air. Um, yeah, we did. So, like, uh, feels like moons ago, uh, a few months ago, we, uh, before the tournament began... That now annual Challenge Cup. So you're going to have to choose between continuing with the Challenge Cup and then trying to accomplish, trying to win the cup, which means that, you know, some of the, your roster members will be away and you're going to have to split it up. Uh, or you can just, you know, I don't know what to call this, like, you know, choose not to go, you know, <laughs> further into the tournament and know. just play regular season which is higher stakes really uh, i don't know we'll see what Not um well, well planned out <laughs> north carolina courage kansas city current washington spirit and correct who's the other one um let's is it the new york new jersey oh gotham gotham maybe fc one of those yes but We'll have to see what those teams do yeah. during the Challenge Cup portion. Correct. You know what's been very, um, uh, well, unknown and also uh, unusual is that we're in the month, we're at the end of April, which is usually the regular season would begin already. Yeah. Um, so I know it's like where the time just right now, like, you know, it begins in the 20s and whatnot, but... You would think that they release the schedule already, at least the TV schedule. So we're 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 gonna we're gonna wonder, or we're we're wondering, this Saturday's matchup. Where is it gonna be airing? Because, um, like said before, they should be playing on channel twenty six point two, um, and there's gonna be you know a lot of matches gonna be on there, so. Yeah, we, we're still trying to see when that is, so we can let you guys know. Uh, also going on is the Chicago Sky versus Indiana Fever. They're going to be away on the same day, also on the 30th, 2 o'clock game. So, yeah, we're excited to um, possibly check that out and also to go to a first Shy Sky game. In our existence, so we, we're we're excited to be able to get to Win Trust at some point this summer. So yeah, the sky looking good, coming off hot. 
as the champions and look to continue that. I know there's some roster moves um, and such. So, um, And we mentioned King Richard earlier. Uh, King Richard is about tennis because of who's in it. And it made me think that um, one of my favorite uh, DJs, Tofi Tucker, um, large community, and it's just a coincidence that we mentioned them because their latest album, it seems like ages when they released the last album, but it should be, you know, another good house album. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, weirdness, take it that if you, as you will, but you know, in a good way, very creative, um, unique individuals and, um, really intelligent with what they've created, which, you know, during the pandemic streaming on Twitch and everything. And, you know, those who are in right now know their new album coming out tomorrow is called what wet tennis, which what stands for something really heartfelt, which, you know, you can read into more, but the cover is them playing tennis, you know, in hot, in a hot day, you know, being all moist and, you know, a lot of filled with, you know, a lot of wetness, lack of a better term. So yeah, that's going to be out. I know there's a release party, um, going on on Amazon music, um, on Twitch coming up in in a few actually so that's that's exciting um so we are gonna wrap wrap up as we are excited to bring on more yeah guests we got more uh, guests yeah stay tuned for our more guests yeah and we're for the bull and hawk sports show 100 extravaganza Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah.